like a decision in the day, like, cause decisions are, they're in a form of currency and you've heard of decision fatigue. And it's mm-hmm. like, you just had a whole work week where you just crushed it with family and business and whatever else you're working on. And now you're, you're pouring even more decisions and planning into, into your meals. And so we get to cross that off. Decisions are done. You just pick the ingredients and the recipes you like, and they're ready to go. The re- the shopping lists are done. They're organized exactly how I would type a crazy pants want to organize them. They're very organized. <laughs> And, and it's efficient. You're not going to have a whole lot of food waste. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist, Cassie Knabel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. In this week's episode, we have a great conversation with Cassie Joy Garcia. She is the creative force behind the popular food blog, Fed and Fit, and the author of two cookbooks, Fed and Fit, a 28-day food and fitness plan to jumpstart your life with over 175 squeaky clean paleo recipes. It is a good book. I do enjoy it. I have it. And her newest resource is Cook Once, Eat All Week, 26 Weeks of Gluten-Free Affordable Meal Prep to Preserve of your time and sanity. She's a nutrition consultant, the creator of the Fed and Fit Project, a 28-day food and fitness self-study, and the voice behind the weekly Fed and Fit podcast. At about 24 years old, Cassie found herself in fruitless dieting and cyclical frustration and extreme joint pain, fatigue, and mental fog. And in her declining health, she decided to look into nutrition research. After just one year of implementing her newfound wellness practices, she felt better, was living pain-free, and experienced more energy than ever before. This led her to wanting to share all of her secrets with the world that she had learned in her health journey and led to the birth of Fed and Fit in 2011. She helps others who, like her, have struggled with their body image and health achieve their goals without ever dieting again. She also regularly shares information on her weekly podcast, blog, and social media outlets at fedandfit.com, or you can look at fedandfit on Instagram. When she's not working, you can usually find her spending time with her husband, Austin, their cute little 14-month-old daughter, Grace and Joy, and their great Pyrenees fur baby, Gus. If you guys get a chance, check out her Instagram. I absolutely love her interactions with her dog. She's the best dog voice ever. Not to mention her morning, like, good morning is just makes me a day. We got to have a wonderful conversation with Cassie all about our pain points of meal prep and meal planning and cooking for dietary restrictions, all while still preserving your time and your energy. This was a wonderful episode that really was a personal win for me because I this is a huge problem for me, being able to 
cook for six people and five out of the six, four out of the six have really strict food restrictions. And I always thought that a cookbook couldn't work for me, but Cassie Joy has gone out of her way to give us a system that allows us to be able to have the freedom but the planning and the structure that'll give us more energy, more time and that belongs with our family, our endeavors, all the other things in life, right? Enjoy. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Rebel Heart Radio. We are so friggin' stoked to have Cassie Joy Garcia of Fed and Fit here to chat about her book that's coming out in one week on the 23rd of April. Uh, both Genevieve and I were fortunate enough to get an advanced copy and were um, next level obsessed about it. It's so fantastic. Um, it's already marked up. So, girl, already. thank you for being here. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for having me. Okay, so beginning of our episode, we always chat about like what's up. And I really am kind of dying to know because writing a book is something I am very interested in the future as far as like cookbooks are concerned. So how are you doing a week before your book comes out? How is life? How are you managing everything? You're doing all the interviews. Mm -hmm. It is a really, really weird place. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, people, uh, there were, I had friends before I wrote a book that were all would always told me have writing a book is like having a baby. And I thought I cannot make that, that connection until I've also had a baby. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to make that claim because what if that's so wrong? What if you're like, that's, that's your story. Okay. Cause that's, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I will say that. So gray, my daughter, who's now 14 months old, she was almost two full weeks past her due date. Babies come on their birthdays. I'm not, you know, I get that. But she was almost two full mm-hmm. weeks later. And I was... Well, two weeks of anticipation. I get that. Yes, exactly. And that's about where I'm at. Is like, I don't know what color her eyes are going to be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Like, what's what's it going to be like? Um, and so it is it's definitely this weird limbo of just waiting. And we've done everything that we could to help set it up in the best possible place. You know, we've eaten all of the dates and drank all the raspberry tea. (laughs) (laughs) Bouncing on all the balls. Yes. And, um, and now we just wait and see what happens. Wow. The anticipation must be unreal. Well, I've heard the pre-sale is going extremely well. And I have to say it was really helpful for me as a consumer to understand like what the pre-sale really does for a book and how important that is to how well the book's going to do when it like runs. So yeah, I know it's so different understanding the, the why a presale is important than just cause I've, there's a lot of people I'd like to support through their books, but knowing that the presale really sets it up for success is like, okay, I think I'm going to be more apt to like presale it. Totally. Yeah. You know, yeah, it support makes your it, people. Yeah. It's a neat way to support before a project launches. It's so interesting. You know, I don't, I think we've actually surprised my publisher and I'm being really honest. <laughs> yeah, well, your stories tell that story. Oh my goodness. Did he actually backflip? Can he backflip? I bet he can. <laughs> he's very agile. Um, he's like he's like this incredible uh, mixed martial art guru guy. Uh, but he oh. he he was. I remember telling him. I said, "Irish, our goal is four thousand copies pre order." And he was like, "If you hit four thousand copies pre order, I'm gonna be doing a backflip." And I was like, "You better start warming up, buddy, because we're gonna do it. <laughs> oh, start training." Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Go big or go home is definitely Cassie Joy style. So <laughs> we would expect nothing less. How's the process been like with this book versus your first book? Oh, it is totally different. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It is night and day. And I don't, I'm sorry. I keep drawing the parallel with children, but I feel like it's appropriate. It's, it's like ha- it, now that it's my second time through my confidence is so much greater. And I feel like I'm so much less just going with the flow and be like, you know, the mercy of what other people advise me to do. I'm able to say, nope, this is what I want to do. This is the plan. I can have healthy conversation and maybe even a little debate with some of my business colleagues in this, in this space that just makes the project that much better and more successful. And so it has definitely been, it's been more work because I have given myself more work in the process, but I think that the success it has seen has a lot to do with my confidence this time around. That's so uh, awesome. very similar to the second birth. Yeah. I'm telling you, cause I've had two. <laughs> exactly. Well, I have not made a book and I've only had one kid. So I'm, I'm out on this boat right now, <laughs> but, oh, but you know, the birthing thing though, <laughs> there's something about the second kid though, where it's very much like that, where you stand up for yourself more. It's also like that in, um, postpartum, I was much more proactive in my postpartum experience and, I can totally see you're drawing a very similar parallel to the educational experience of birthing and creating and caring and yeah, yeah. setting them up things. for success. And I think there's a reason why people call it a book baby. It just, it just is. So, well, let's chat about the freaking book girl. I am your meal prep method. I feel like there's been a lot of things that you've done with your content and your writing where I'm like, she just put words to something that was like how I did things except way better. (laughs) Um, And I've been, you know, this has kind of been a really similar style of meal prep for me, but where I would falter is that I didn't have this set plan for what we were going to do with all the leftovers throughout the week. It was just like, oh yeah, we'll throw some different things together. And then my husband would be staring into the fridge with like pounds and pounds of shredded meat and all these like potatoes and broccoli and whatever. And he'd be like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I'm so overwhelmed. Where's the plan? Like I, you know, you want me to throw together dinner. I'm happy to do that. But like, can I have some instructions, please? And I'm like, I don't know, just warm stuff up. And so what ended up happening was, you know, we've got like the creativity in that, like the initial meal or maybe the second one. But the third one is just like throw those three ingredients on a plate and like warm it up which gets really boring for most people. And that's kind of, we, we, I pulled all of my like Instagram buddies and I was like, Hey, what are your pain points with meal prep? And this is nothing you haven't heard yet. But so many of them said like, I get so tired of eating the same thing over and over and over again. And my first thought was, I cannot wait until we talk to Cassie Joy on the podcast. Cause it's so good. So tell us yeah. about like, the book, the concept of the book, like what, what we're trying to accomplish with that, what you're trying to accomplish and, um, how it's different from other meal prep methods that you've done personally and kind of what inspired that for you. Yeah, definitely. I, and you know, we, we did the same thing over, gosh, started Fed and Fit in 11, 2011. And so over the years, we slowly just collected little nuggets of reader feedback, listener feedback. And I think the pain points that kept coming up over and over again, to your point, Cassie, have been the same as my pain points when it came to meal prep. But I, but, and I was kind of chewing on a solution and it just came to fruition the last couple of years, but it was, my experience with meal prep was I would spend hours on a set. We just had a long week, right? Monday through Friday, we crushed it. Oh my gosh, it's Friday. 
we get to enjoy the weekend now. And then Saturday rolls around. And what am I doing on Saturday? I'm sitting there with all my cookbooks open in front of me, all of my blogs, all of the websites where I want to make things. And I am choosing my recipes for the week. And I'm plugging things in Monday through Friday. Here's what we're going to make this week, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm writing my grocery list and I'm trying to, of course, figure out well, what dietary things does this fall into categories and what can we mix and match? Here's my grocery list. I'm going to rewrite the grocery list so that it's an order of <laughs> where I'm going to be in the store. Oh my gosh. Yes. I totally write my grocery list that way. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> it's good. And then, it's good. And then, so that's Saturday. And then we go to the store on Saturday, right? To go get all the things. I spent a fortune on all of these groceries and because I, because I would get so far down the rabbit hole of needing, of picking the things, picking all of the recipes that all of a sudden I realized I need this one random ingredient that I'm only going to use like half of a red bell pepper, but I'm going to do the other, whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll snack on it, which never happened. And so, oh, yeah. and so Sunday then so much composting, so much waste. Yes. Spend a fortune. Sunday rolls around. I'm like, but put in a good book or a podcast because I'm going to be on my feet in the kitchen for six to eight hours cooking all of this food. Then only to be eating reheated leftovers all week long, just reheating what I cooked on Sunday. And then I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the food. I'm exhausted from all the prep. And my entire weekend was spent creating food that I'm just by Thursday. I'm tired of it. I don't, I'm over it. I'm ordering takeout anyways. And now I'm feeling guilty that I have all this expensive food in my refrigerator and so much waste on top of that. And I thought there has got to be a better way that we can do this. And so that's where Cook Once Eat All Week was born. It's where we're taking the concept of essentially prepping things in bulk three main ingredients in bulk, and then assembling them into fresh dishes. So it answers several of those big pain points. So for example, prep day, so many hours or so much time planning, right? That's the obvious one we're checking off first is we're going to help you plan. Instead of you. Yeah. Thank you. Here's your... Yeah. Please do that for me because that's the, that's the thing that keeps me from actually having the, the things being put together as a recipe. It's like individual ingredients throughout the week. And I might be eating it different ways for lunch, but my husband's eating the same thing for dinner four nights. And he's like, no, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. please have someone help you with this. Yes. Yes. Let me take this burden <clears throat> off you. It's kind of like the concept. I'm never going to be this kind of person, but I so admire it. Folks who have minimalistic wardrobes and they just wear black all day. Like, gosh, this <laughs> must be so nice to not have to have like waste decisions like a decision in the day, like, cause decisions are, they're in a form of currency and you've heard of decision fatigue. And it's mm -hmm. like, you just had a whole work week where you just crushed it with family and business and whatever else you're working on. And now you're, you're pouring even more decisions and planning into, into your meals. And so we get to cross that off. Decisions are done. You just pick the ingredients and the recipes you like, and they're ready to go. The re the shopping lists are done. They're organized exactly how I would type a crazy pants want to organize them. They're very organized. <laughs> And, and it's efficient. You're not going to have a whole lot of food waste on there because we're going to use up those things in the three different dishes. And then what your prep day looks like is instead of cooking everything to fruition for six to eight hours, you are cooking the three main components or preparing them. So let's say if you have a chicken week in Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes, okay, we're going to have you grab two whole chickens and your prep day is now roasting the chickens. And then once they're done roasting, maybe deconstruct them shred part of it, deconstruct the rest, maybe chop up the chicken breast. 
Then you're going to roast half of the Brussels sprouts and shred half the Brussels sprouts. And then the baked potato and then the sweet potatoes, we're just going to bake. And then maybe whip up a couple sauces and that's it for prep day. So we're, mm-hmm. we want your active time in the kitchen on prep day to be an hour max. So you get so much time back to spend how you want. And then throughout the week, we're going to show you how to assemble these now prepared components into three totally different dishes. Maybe we're assembling them into a buffalo chicken casserole, right? And you're literally just putting oh, the... I'm excited for that So one. good. You're putting these cooked <laughs> components together in a dish, and then which takes maybe 10 minutes to actually put together. And then you stick it in the oven, the oven does the rest, and you get to plate a hot meal that looks as if you just spent two hours cooking, but you got to go enjoy your day after the work day, you know, with your family, have more time back. Maybe the next recipe is a chicken teriyaki bowl, and maybe the last recipe is some sort of a Greek pizza, right? So totally different cuisines. We try to make them as fun and family-friendly as possible. And then also we try to make sure, because we're nutritionists here at Fed and Fit, and we can't not keep that in mind or these different dietary restrictions that folks have. And so we definitely kept that top of mind. We wanted to make sure that busy families who they just want healthy food to put on the table, they have lots of weights that they can choose from that may, that are made with ground beef and rice, you know, like really affordable, basic ingredients that probably the kids are going to like. And then we also have several considerations in there for nutshade-free, egg-free, um, dairy-free, of course. There's 26 weeks total in this book, and 24 of the 26 weeks are either already or have written modifications for paleo-friendly, grain-free, dairy-free, you name it. I, so I have awesome. to tell you, I'm so thankful you did that because, you know, I cook for six people. We were talking about that before. I cook for six people. I have two children under the, I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, my husband and I, and then my parents who have come from a very, very conventional way of eating. And they're starting to kind of come around. My mom was diagnosed with Hashimoto's a couple of years ago. It would be two years pretty soon. And so she's taken out gluten and it was really painful for her. It was like that it, changing her diet was not easy for her. And so me'd be able to take that load off of her and be able to cook for her. But she's also has um, anaphylactic nut allergy and she can't do gluten and my husband can't do dairy. My kiddos have all their own issues. My kiddo, one of them has got like carb sugar issues that we're working with. And the other one's got food allergies that are the list is pretty decent. And so I always thought that I, a book wouldn't work for me. I I really genuinely had a lot of trouble when we first started going to dietary restrictions because I would need like, I would need like two books just to like assemble a meal that worked for all of us that, and I feel like with this book, I'm actually not omitting anything. Like, you know, like in somebody doesn't want to eat the squash, whatever, they can not eat the squash, but they're still a complete meal and they're still easy things to switch out. And I love how things like on the side, you said, you know, dairy free, omit this or add that or replace with that. Like you made it really, really easy. And and I translate it then back to the grocery list and tell them how much to buy of that thing when you replace it. Like, you know, we'll be doing a lot more collie rice than rice in our house. And that's just Mm -hmm. what works for us. So being able to see that and say, okay, well, I need two heads of cauliflower or this much cauliflower rice that's pre-riced. I was like, I love you, Cassie Joy. Thank you. Thank you. And funny story, I wrote out my grocery list because I'm doing week two this week and I'm actually going to start prep after we get off this call. (laughs) Um, And so, but I have all my stuff 
And there was just a small amount of things that I couldn't get yesterday time-wise. And I had forgotten my list at home. And so I called my mom who was home and I said, ah, mom, can you find my grocery list? Couldn't find my grocery list. I said, okay, go to week two, take a picture. And I can remember what I had bought yesterday. And I was like, okay, based off the picture from the grocery list, it was just, I can't even tell you like how much easier my life has been grocery shopping and meal prepping and the ability to like feel like my brain cells are not dying from all of the <laughs> thought put into something has just I mean especially running businesses and being a mom and um, having to being a mom to two kids with special dietary needs it just is invaluable to me on so many ends it's like very personal it makes me want to cry you know? that's so that's yeah. So sweet. And that's why we good because it's meaningful. That's... You wrote you basically wrote this book for Genevieve. <laughs> yeah, I've been excited. Like I've been messaging um, one of the girls on your team just like back and forth. I was like, so um, I really want to pre pre order this. Should I wait? I know I'm on the PR list, but I really can soon soon. <laughs> I've just been like, this is happening soon, right? Because this is just everything I've ever needed. Really? Yeah. So let's let's dig deeper into that and chat about like meal prep and planning a family menu for all these different dietary needs and how to deal with that. Cause it's so hard to find common ground with everybody. And you know, it's often like the conversation, right? We'll find the lowest common denominator and then move on from there. But I feel like it's, it's super tricky and sometimes it's allergies, right? Like Genevieve was talking about and sometimes it's intolerances and sometimes it's just preferences. So like, how do we navigate that and, and make it easy? Oh man, I, well, outside of the book, I think a way to navigate that is exactly what you just said, Cassie, is you find the lowest common denominators. If everybody can eat sweet potatoes, just make sure you got a five pound bag of sweet potatoes ready to go no matter what, you know, and if everybody can do steak, make sure you've got some frozen steaks in the freezer, right? So you've got at least a pinch hitter dinner that you can get on the table if you need to. And then outside of that, with the book, I, we tried to include, not tried, we did include, it made it in the book. Why do I say that? We tried to do this thing. It actually did happen. It's in there. You did it. It happened. <laughs> it printed. It did. Fruition. Um, we included an allergen chart and it's in the back of the book because we want you to be able to look at a glance because again, tie, the the most valuable resource that we're trying, it saves money, this approach, yes, because we're being really efficient and strategic with our grocery list. But the resource that we really wanted to give you back was your time. And like Genevieve was saying, the, the, the planning and all of that strategic thinking, we wanted to make it as easy as possible. So you don't have to flip through the weeks necessarily to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thumbnail and tag all the ones that are egg free or dairy free. We, there's a chart at the back of the book where you can say, okay, these are the ones that I can look at and just try to make it as easy as possible. So you can see from cross-reference, these are the weeks that have modifications or are already written to fit my family's needs. And for folks listening, we didn't do any weird modification. We were, we were actually very conservative with our modifications, which ones we offer. Yeah. You were friendly, very friendly. Yeah. We like, I didn't want, we were, because we nothing's worse than let's say if you have a you can't do rice okay and we let's say we have a, a pasta week hypothetically We've got a pasta week and it's probably if it's gluten free it's probably made with rice flour whatever 
And then we say, but you could just swap in zucchini noodles. Zucchini noodles in replacement actually are a very, it's a very different recipe, right? Because we would want to walk you through how to sweat the zucchini noodles so that it's not going to end up with a really watery texture. And so we wanted to make sure that with these modifications, you have a home run regardless. So if they're included in there, you can, you can lean on them. And again, it's just because your time is precious. I don't want you to have a wasted day in the kitchen. Oh my gosh. How many times have I tried something new and been like, it was a total flop for my family. Oh. I'm just like, well, okay, that was a lot of wasted time <laughs> and money, but we figured it out, I guess. And nine times out and of ten, because you were probably trying to substitute something, right? Yes, 100%. Oh, my goodness. Well, and there's definitely been times in the past where I have cooked, like, three different things that basically you could slap something on top of. You know, I've got, like... I've got like gluten-free noodles and then I've got zucchini and then I've done butternut squash noodles just because it was just there's so many different needs going on in the house and I'm I just can't stand the idea of somebody going hungry you know and so it for me it's like having something like this where um when I had my family look through the book I had the adults in the family look through the book and say is there anything here that you're like I absolutely can't do that because of xyz you know bookmark it I've only got two out of all of us, which is like, darn, that is a home run for me. Like, usually it's like half the book. Like, can't do that. Don't like that. Can't eat that. Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, this is blowing my mind. I fully expected to be able to only use maybe like half the recipes. I, for think, I think that's also reasons. like born out of how simple the recipes are too. Yeah. Like, there's still like, you look at everything you're putting in there. And because you're spending the time and instructing folks to like, make their sauces for the week on Sunday or whenever their prep day is. That is everything because sauce is what will take random ingredients and make it into a meal mm-hmm. um, and not always the process, but like the combining of ingredients and keeping it simple. And that's what I always tell people, like, you know, either store by like your favorite dressings and sauces that are, you know, allergen friendly or whatever friendly for your lifestyle. And and then, you know, if you can make your own, make your own. And it, it goes a really, really long way to be able to give you that variety and convenience and everything. So... Um, I want to say one of my favorite features of the book is the bonus options for the dinners. So you, so basically like, tell us how many people a week of meals feeds and then like, what's the intention with the bonus options? So the way that the recipes are written is each, each week essentially creates 12 servings. So every meal yields four adult size servings, right? So four times three, you you end up with 12 and we have some, I have a chart in there. If you're cooking for one, two, five, six, seven, you name it. And you also want to make the, make homemade dinners for four nights, five nights, six, seven nights out of the week. We walk you through how to use the book to fit whatever your needs are. Uh, but if you're just watching it or reading it as written, I really only wanted it to make three dinners because that's my personal preference for meal prep is because I like to leave a little bit of flexibility one night. So three meals out of the week, I want meal prepped. I want healthy. I want ready to go 10 minutes max prep to make, right? And and slightly complex dinners, right? Like a, like a casserole or a stew or a chili, right? Something that feels put together. And then another night of the week, what if we want to do a pizza night? I want to offer that flexibility. What if we want to do 
Uh, I really want to whip up a quick pasta dish, a pasta primavera. There were these beautiful tomatoes and other things at the grocery store. And I grabbed that and I just wanted to make that real quick. What if we have some beautiful salmon that we just got delivered from, you know, the salmon place that we get our salmon from, you know, and I want to be able to do that. But there are folks who really like the idea of, but what, can you please tell me what I need to buy if I want to serve a hot, fresh, healthy, homemade dinner for nights four and five that's not a complex meal? And so that's where these bonus dinners came into play. So if you want to do a dinner Monday through Friday, we offer you that. So three of the meals, if you're, again, if you're cooking for four, you follow it as written, will feed, uh, will take care of three of the nights. And then the other two are these bonus meals. And they're quickie, quick dinners, right? Chicken thighs, um, a fish was in my week. Yes, fish, you I'm know, like, yeah, this. some, and that's how we incorporated seafood because meal prep seafood isn't great. And so, but it's no. fine. It's fine day of. Thank you for that. Yes. And so, you know, like asparagus, the things that are really fast to pull together that still aren't going to take a whole lot of active time in the kitchen. Yeah. And then if you do choose to use those in your week, because we do have suggestions and we also incorporated those into the shopping list so you can easily tack them on. Yeah, I love this because the bonus interruptions will be great for someone who's cooking for like a larger family like Genevieve is where you need like get to get more meals out of it other than just doubling recipes. Uh, and then I love it because we actually eat like 98% of our food at home. We don't go out to eat very often because we live like pretty far east outside of Portland and they're just flat out isn't anywhere good to eat. Like <laughs> I, I, if I go out to eat, I'm like, I could have made this so much better at home. It feels like a waste of money and time. And so I'm like, I'm the person who wants the where's the fourth and fifth night? Where's mm -hmm. the sixth and seventh night? Like, mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> let's do it. Do it all. But on the weekends, I really like to cook like just out of creativity and enjoyment. And that's kind of a meditative practice for me too. So I love the flexibility with that. Yeah. I love the ability to really grab any of the bonus dinners. Like I was going through them because I've got family members that just don't appreciate fish, which makes me very sad. So I wait until they're out of town for business and then I make the fish nights while they're gone you know it's like but I love that I can like sneak it in and move it around however the needs are but I'm also really excited because my husband eats uh, leftovers for lunch a lot of times because he never knows where he's going to be at lunchtime and so it's nice to have a grab and go mm. situation and so I really appreciate being able to double recipes make enough servings that I can either freeze it I can have a separate portion that's ready to go the next day um, sometimes I can get my kids to eat leftovers if they really liked it because <laughs> my kids don't do school lunches they can't like mm -hmm. it's like everything's breaded mm -hmm. oh <laughs> and yeah so it's it's been um a really wonderful process and actually i'm be starting the meal prep this afternoon my husband he cooks once a week for me just to give me a little bit of break but i'm going to be cooking alongside him my prep and we're introducing mitza i'm so excited oh i love that we've never done that oh good that I'll look at, i'm looking at the spinach artichoke mitza recipe that's what i'm doing that's the one that's the jam I'm really excited. I got two big jars of artichoke hearts from Costco. Heck yeah! I'm staring at them. I'm ready. I'm, I'm down with the idea of having the meat be the canvas so you can load up as yeah. many toppings as possible. And there's not extra meat getting in the way of all the other lovely things you want to put yes. on. Yes. So good. I know. I'm super <laughs> pumped. So it's a, a lot of it's the freedom for other people in my family besides me as the majority grocery shopper, meal planner. I mean, there was even a time where, and I also appreciate that about this is that I can count on general terms of like budgeting mm -hmm. too, especially as I get used to it. And, and I have to say the, 
if anybody is going through dietary restrictions that are similar to like FODMAP or anything where they're having to restrict like really big categories, uh, I really appreciated your pantry staples because I was doing that on accident. But it's taken me, let's see, my son's nine. It's taken me eight years to like figure it out on my own. And so to have a resource like this where I can be like this, you know, coconut aminos, like it took me a long time to figure out that coconut coconut aminos worked for our family. I was worried the taste was going to be weird and it was going to be a bad investment or money or whatever. But being able to see that these um, work well with the recipes and they're an easy thing to keep in your pantry all the time without having to figure it out the hard way. <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I can't, I can't tell you guys how valuable it is to be able to know those things without figuring it out the hard way. Oh my goodness. Y'all, Raise hands to that. Y'all are like just making my head bigger and bigger. I know. We are. <laughs> this is a lot of our episodes end up turning into like a love fest. And we're just like, this is how oh. much we love our guest. Um, I know we do. We just truly but do. For real. And, I, and I knew it was going to be good. But really diving into the the parts where um, I hope people stop. And the pictures in your book are beautiful, too. Oh, thank you. And it was helpful because I told everybody, look at the pictures because I know you're not gonna actually going to read the recipe. <laughs> but I like to read it. So I read it. And um, the information really is very um, useful for anyone that's doing anything any. With a good forethought. That's <laughs> with their food. That's so nice. So, hopefully it's more. We have a few listener questions that I want to bring to the table for you. And one of the ones that I had a few people reach out was say, how do I translate this kind of framework from cook once eat all week to meal prepping for one? And what are those like the challenges of meal prepping for one person? Because how much food waste are you dealing with in that situation? It's crazy. And obviously you're going to get tired of leftovers probably a lot sooner because you're the one person eating the same thing. So what's your advice to someone kind of using the cook once eat all week book as a resource? How do we translate that into meal prepping for one? So what, and I think what, what I've got in the book included on here is I First step is to cut the recipes in half. So you're getting two servings instead of four, right? And so that's number one. And, and a lot of these are easy to cut in half. Now, if cutting it into four where you're getting exactly one serving out of it might be a little tough because then you're, you're going to the butcher and asking for half a chicken. And that's fine. <laughs> um, I would say, so start off by cutting it in half. And then after that, you can either do what... I, I like to do is I, if I, I like to make a little bit extra dinner so that I can eat dinner as leftovers for lunch the next day, but I'm just talking one meal of leftovers. But if that's not your jam, if leftovers are not your jam, and I completely get that, what you can do is you can prep, essentially prep one to, to enjoy fresh, one, one part. So let's say you make a mini casserole ready to enjoy fresh that night for dinner. And then the other one, instead of sticking it back in the oven to bake it to fruition, you put it in some kind of container that you're comfortable freezing in. And then you create a little bit of a freezer stash. And this becomes your rainy day, you know, dinner fund, right? So maybe you have the fresh fish and the chicken thighs as your bonus dinners for nights four and five. And then when Saturday rolls around, you don't really have a plan for dinner. Go ahead and grab one of those frozen meals. And at that point, it doesn't feel like leftovers. It feels like you have this really delicious, almost gourmet, healthy dinner ready and waiting for you. You just need to pop it back in the oven. 
I love that. I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. when we think about like freezer meal prep, it has to be again, this huge production where we're making a massive batch of something and freezing tons of individual servings when you're just like, Hey, if you know, you've got six servings of this meal and you're probably going to use four or five of them, take two and throw them in the freezer. And then you've got that. And again, like you said, like this beautiful gourmet meal versus being something that is just soggy or you know whatever there's all like what's your favorite way so this is a good question what's your favorite way to heat up leftovers to make them actually feel gourmet and like add that extra touch yes so and this is probably one of the questions that we get the most is how do you what are the best ways to either reheat from refrigerator or even thaw and reheat from the freezer and I included some notes on this in the book because I wanted to give you a one-stop shop place to go and reference it But I say the rule of thumb is reheat where you first made it, right? So if you made it in the oven, then the best place to reheat it is going to be in the oven. I have nothing against the microwave. Everyone has their fall on a different end of the spectrum there. If you want to reheat in the microwave, you go for it. That's fine. Texturally, it's (laughs) terrible. Yes. If you're you're a texture person and that's really going to throw you off, then avoid the microwave. But I would reheat exactly where you made it. So maybe that is the oven if it's a pizza or a pizza or a casserole or something like that. And if you made it on the stove, then reheat it on the stove. So if it's a chili or a stew or something like that, then put it frozen or, or cold, just cold in a pot, put a lid on it, put the heat on low, and then let essentially it just kind of, you create your own little oven on the stove top and it'll melt itself. So that's, that's how I do it. And that's how I always get the best textures. And then if you really want to dial at home and have that gourmet finish, then finish it with some fresh herbs. So like fresh cilantro, fresh uh, parsley. Those are things you can buy. And then just keep them in a jar on your countertop next to a window and they'll stay really fresh for a really long time. You just snip them off and sprinkle a little bit of that on and maybe some fresh citrus to brighten it back up. Because citrus, whether it's lemon or lime juice, for example, which I use in a lot of my recipes for a lot of very geeky reasons, um, but uh, that vitamin C breaks down really quickly. And so it's just not going to feel as fresh and vibrant. But if you just put a little spritz, a little lemon or a little lime, depending on the type of cuisine, it's going to bring it immediately back to life a little something something yeah I'm just I'm praise handsing over here yes all she of loves things. citrus I love I like <laughs> douse everything in lemon it's kind of my jam so but I love those tips I think that's really really doable for everybody um and I think that the hardest part for me with meal prep is that when I even if I prep in this fashion my husband gets so tired of leftovers and I'm the person who can continually eat the same thing over and over and not care. Like it's, it's function. And I love food. Like, don't get me wrong. I love food, but he gets so, so tired of leftovers. So, I mean, obviously this book is a huge, um, solution for that, but like, what would you say to someone who struggles with eating leftovers or getting their family to eat their leftovers? Oh man. Then if that's the case, and I I do have a lot of close friends that are very similar and they're just like, I cannot, I'm the only person in my whole house that will eat the leftovers. My husband won't and my three kids won't. I say to that, then just adjust, plan your servings accordingly. If you know that you want that extra dinner or that extra composed meal for yourself for lunch the next day, and you're feeding, maybe you're feeding four people, then just plan for around a fifth or a sixth meal ready for you to be able to enjoy and just not for the rest of the family and make them something fresh. Like those bonus dinners, those are very fresh meals, right? 
really quickly pan seared fish, you know, to really fresh something that you can serve up to the family or a steak or whatever it is that they're going to like. And so, I mean, I just, I would, I would enjoy your leftovers and they're missing out and maybe one day they'll come around. Yeah, freeze some. I say freeze some of it. Like I've had some chili that I've frozen and I've been like, some days I've been like, I'm so glad I did that. Mm-hmm. Even though I froze it like a couple weeks previous, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's a great when life example. life gets crazy and you've got something to pull out of the freezer, just like we were talking about. Ooh. So I love that. That's awesome. So handy. I think, I think one of my favorite parts of this book is, um, you know, I'm pretty dedicated to like my meal prep craft. It's something that's like non-negotiable for me. If it doesn't happen in a week, like the whole week is just messed up as far as that, because we eat almost all of our meals home cooked. My husband's a teacher. Again, similar situation to Genevieve. He's not going to be eating any of the school meals. So he's got to take lunch with him every day. I work from home. I'm making my own lunch. Every single meal is homemade. And, you know, we we're sending our son to our daycare situation with homemade food for all of those same reasons. And so for me, I get to this point where, you know, I'm so dedicated to it. I'm spending, like you said, the six, seven, eight hours in the kitchen every Sunday. And then I feel like I'm tired of it by Thursday. And then I've got to make new meals and whatever. And so I just love that this is so incredibly simple. And for me, I'm actually like, I don't follow recipes. I'm a chef. I don't follow recipes. Like I'm the recipe follower in this relationship. I'm always amazed (laughs) when I go over to Genevieve's house, she's got like a cookbook open and she's like, it's, it's like right there. And she's ready to like plan her next three meals and she was doing it the hard way right too so this is a great solution for her but I feel like for those of us who are maybe kind of in the foodie space or we love to cook or maybe we're food bloggers or whatever it is I think this is actually a really great book to follow because it's super duper simple like it still allows you that creativity because you've got three meals versus you know five or whatever and then also you don't feel locked in either Yeah. You know, Um, but the recipes, there's not, it's not like a book of recipes. It's like, let's prep and balance with recipes too. Um, And it's how most of us cook anyway. You know, we shred tons of chicken and beef and shredded meat is the best thing for a meal prep ever in the instant pot. Oh goodness. So I, I'm really excited because to be like totally truthful with you and not to make your head even bigger, (laughs) but this is, this is one of the only books that's come out lately for me that I actually looked at and I was like, Oh, I might actually follow that stuff. Like I might actually do what she says to do. She's also an Enneagram eight. So, you know, that's, I like to do what I want. I'm also not a rebel though. (laughs) I don't love rebellion. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm really excited in that capacity. Cause I feel like it feels very doable for me as a busy person, but someone who also kind of has this aversion to following a recipe because your recipes feel like tutorials. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's right? the point. And so it's, simple. Yeah. And it's funny because I am a rebel and <laughs> <laughs> I, I was joking, uh, Amber Golden who works with me, she's, um, uh, just incredible and we wouldn't fed and fit wouldn't be where it is today if it weren't for her. And I always send her these notes because I will wing a dinner that we have made before and we've tested for the blog. I consider myself a pretty good cook, a, pre, a pretty decent cook. I mean, I can whip, I'm, I'm not a chef, right? I mean, I'm just like more on the Rachel Ray spectrum of cooking, you know, just a simple <laughs> stuff. Um, not to say that she's bad, but you know, she always says she's not a chef anyways. She's relatable. Yeah, she's relatable. And I will, I'll, I'll assemble, I'll make something. Gosh, what did I make? Um, oh, I remember it was this chicken and rice lemon or lemon chicken and rice skillet dinner. And we made it for the blog. Amber and I tested it a couple of times. It was perfect. 
It was so, so good. We wrote it. The recipe's great. Lots of people have made it and sent glowing reviews. I thought, I'm just going to wing this thing because I don't need to follow a recipe. It's going to be fine. And it was terrible. It's all a pyramid. Oh my gosh, oh. it was terrible. I didn't and follow. And it was your own recipe? I didn't even, like, that was the problem. I didn't follow the recipe. I winged it. And my husband literally said, never make that again. <laughs> <laughs> the next time you actually try to make it from the recipe he's gonna be like nope we're not doing that anymore. no and so it's like things like that that are it's a simple meal it really is simple but you have to follow the steps in order for it to turn out we're just that's not the kind of dish that that wound up in this book the kinds of things that wound up in this book you can be a little bit like me and you can like half like look at half of the instructions and figure it out and it's still going to turn out to be a delicious meal like Genevieve was saying like we don't want you to feel fenced in to what we've written you can kind of customize and make it your own as you go I feel like this book is almost like training wheels a little bit, you know, it's like I've got I've got all this time and like stuff to like get in this good habit and like, you know, and then I feel like I'm going to graduate. Buzz have I finish it and then I can come back and like be like, you know, that one week I really loved that, but I want to like mix it up and try this. So I already kind of know what my week's going to look like. I kind of know what the prep's going to be like. I kind of know the portion sizes. I feel like if you go through this book and you follow it and you just get in that habit, it's going to create so much more room in your life that's not going to be married to the book. Like you're not going to be stuck to it for the rest of your life, but it's going to like teach you like, yeah, a tutorial. Yeah. It seems like a really good tutorial. Yeah. I would, I would even say like my advice, of course, I'm inserting my opinion without being asked. Um, it's your podcast. Like my, it's my podcast. <laughs> this is why I have one so that I can just say what I want to when I want to. Um, but I was going to say like my advice with the book is like, I love that there's 26 weeks because you're going to, it's, it's halfway through the year. You can repeat the whole thing again. No one's going to be mad if you repeat a week that was 26 weeks ago. Um, but it's half a year and within that process, I feel like just like Genevieve was just saying, like the training wheels thing, you're going to have so much discovery about the weeks that your family were like, yes, this is my jam. Take freaking notes, people put Mm -hmm. some sticky notes, not only on your favorite recipes, but like on the week and be like, this week was so fast to put together, super easy. We loved it. The kids loved it. Um, do this again. And that can be something that you repeat, you know, three, four, five weeks of the year or however many you want once a month. Um, So I love that because you can pick and choose the weeks and actually repeat things that work really well for your family. So people like take some freaking notes. (laughs) I already bought special post-it notes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. They're little hearts. I couldn't, I could not like they're just little hearts because it really makes my reference points a lot faster when I've got these little hearts sticking out and I can be like, okay, I know that's going to work out well. I can see it. It's like, I've got a Pinterest, but I get overwhelmed with Pinterest. I kind of like holding a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I appreciate books. I do too. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. I mean, even when I got my copy in, I was like, all right, now I'm ready to demo this thing because it's so hard to demo from a PDF on your computer. And to Cassie's point, you know, really, I know that a lot of, a lot of the families that I talk to they, every month, they almost, they repeat the same recipes every month and their kids like it. They like knowing that at least once a month, they're going to have beef taco night or whatever it is. Yep. And same, same. Yeah. And I, you know, we wanted to, we put this much content and there was a lot of discussion really early on in the project of 
how many weeks did we really want to provide? And at one point, I volunteered for 52 weeks worth of meal prep. And Amber, who is in, you know helps make the world go round, fell out of her chair. And she was like... <laughs> she's like, stop it right now. She's like, you're about to have a baby. Can we, can we reel it in? And, and we still exceeded or we hit the maximum number of pages in this book, even with, for 24, 26 weeks. Anyways... I wanted to provide a lot of variety because I know, to Cassie's point, that folks are going to have their favorites, and that's my hope, is that even if it's like one or two weeks out of the month, you're like, gosh, I'm going to hit those easy buttons. The family loved it. It's going to make at least that bit of getting dinner on the table so much easier for me. I know that they're going to like it, and I know what to expect going forward. I want to be able. I want you to be able to have that resource, not that you have to make all of them or you have to follow it, you know one through 26, jump around like, you know, like y'all have been saying, find your, chase your curiosities and then put those ones that you enjoy that work for you on repeat. It's also been a great one for like, when I go out of town, I meal prep for my husband and it's the easiest way to meal prep for him because he doesn't mind eating leftovers and I'll actually cook the dishes to fruition, right? I'll finish them out before I go. And then he just reheats it. I leave the whole pot of chili in the refrigerator. He just puts a whole thing on the stove. And so it's just, Oh my gosh. So it's nice. so easy for him. Um, anyways, and I know his favorites. I know which ones are going to be the home run so that he's not quite as frustrated with the laundry piling up and me not being home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Hon- real. Honestly, I'm pretty stoked that like if we have our prep day and we get the ingredients ready and everything, I could still say like, hey, babe, you're on dinner tonight. It's all you. Here you go. I have a late night working. Like that happens often. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the book. <laughs> take the book. This is the recipe you're making. All the stuff's already prepped and in the fridge and ready to go. And he'll do it. Like if that's there, he will do it. He just doesn't have a creative bone in his body when it comes to food prep. (laughs) So, or, or my husband gets too creative. I'm like, whoa, you're like, hold, wait, slow down. (laughs) Or those ingredients were meant for a different recipe. You stop that. Like, before we went gluten free, he just got a wild hair and was like, I really want a hot dog. And we had hot dogs, but we didn't have any hot dog buns. And he really didn't want to go to the store. So he looked up how to make hot dog buns. And he got on YouTube and like <clears throat> made his own hot dog buns. And I was just like, who, who are does you? that? Like what? Yeah. But he's like, I like doing this stuff. And so sometimes it's a huge win. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> and there's just times where I'm like, can you just just follow the recipe? Here's also, the I think you sh- this is like your sign with cook ones eat all week to make Skylar um, cook more <laughs> oh oh Do yeah it. well so far we got twice a week down so that's, that's good. awesome that's so nice so, yeah, we're doing that so i'm sure this is a really difficult question to answer but what are like what's your favorite recipe from the book or one of your favorite recipes or even a favorite week i could take either Ooh, you know i gosh every time every time i flip through the book and i'm trying to show something like oh that's my favorite week and i'm like no that's my favorite I really like the plantain pork and kale week a lot because I think that it's just, it's so unique and it's not something that it's, we don't use plantains in a way that I think folks are used to using them. You know, we make these plantain, uh, oh gosh, what do we call them? Caribbean plantain bowls with sweet plantains and the pulled pork and this garlic sauce that goes on top of it it's so yummy with lemony kale it's like just right up my alley we also do that uh chili verde uh our green chili verde pork chili i don't even know what we called it (laughs) (laughs) i know it's in it i know i know there's pork and kale and and verde sauce uh and so that's pork chili that's the one thanks cass 
<laughs> so, um, and that's such a really good, great, great dish. And you can serve it over rice if you just want a little extra carbs with that, which is really easy starch just to whip up on the side. And then the last one there in that week is this plantain casserole. It's al pastor plantain casserole. Y'all are, or pizza, sorry, pizza, not casserole. And it is so good. And the crust is so easy to make. Mm. You take these green plantains and you blend them with a little bit of of oil, whether it's olive oil or coconut oil and a little sea salt. And that is it. And you blend it and you smear it into a batter. You, you assemble your, your pizza shape on the pan, you bake it. And it comes out with this incredible pizza crust and it's, it's thick, oh. it's fluffy. It holds together. We top it with pineapple. If you want pineapple, of course you can omit it and the pork and this chipotle adobo mayo that goes on top of it. Oh my gosh. It is so good. And cilantro, it's just such a fun, festive week. And I feel like it's just such a home ride. Those are our flavors in the house. So, so I would say that's- this is week 16 in the book, just so you guys know. I found it oh immediately gosh. when she started describing the first dish. Um, I will be making week 16 first. That's all that was say. the one I wanted to make first. And I got shot down. I was like, well, think- well I'm going to make it at some point. Okay. Because that was supposed to be my first one. <laughs> I think plantains are one of the most highly underrated um, starches out there. Mm-hmm. They're so great. They're so versatile from like green to ripe. There's so much that you can do with them and they're extremely high in minerals. Like it's a great, great nutrient dense thing. So I love that I'm all so of the, with them. like the main ingredients really focus on nutrient density, but also mm-hmm. budget and ease, mm-hmm. like all of those things together. It's so happy. So anyways, well, Miss Cassie, thank you so much for being here. We're so grateful that you made the time and we're so excited for everybody to pick up this book. You guys go get Cook Once, Eat All Week and get it get on it pre-order. Yourself. This this episode is going to air while the pre-order is still happening, I think, a week before it launches. So go get the pre-order and then tell them what they get with the pre-order, Cassie. Yes, if you pre-order, we are offering you four more weeks, four advanced weeks of Cook Once, Eat All Week. So if you want to get started right away, you can do that. And two of the weeks in this ebook are not in the book. They're bonus. We created them just for you for this opportunity. So make sure you go and grab that. You can go to fedandfit.com and you can navigate to it. It's also on Instagram, on my Instagram little highlight button. I don't know a better way to describe it, but if you go to highlights on Instagram, you can click through that and it'll walk you through how to get your pre-order bonus. Yeah, we will link it in the show notes. Oh, that's much more efficient. (laughs) So good. Yeah, you don't worry about a thing, girl. We got you. Yeah. So make sure you guys pick up this book. We're so, so excited for it. And Cassie Joy, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, ladies. It's so good to see you. Thank you for all the kind words. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We certainly enjoyed recording it. You can find Cassie at fedandfit.com or you can look for her book on Amazon, Cook Once, Eat All Week. This allows you to get the pre-order until the 23rd of April and you can get four weeks of Cook Once meals right away in your inbox. This ebook includes two of the favorite weeks from the book and two exclusive bonus weeks that you won't find in the book that are just so you can get started. So if you want to catch that, look for Cook Once, Eat All Week on Amazon and pre-order until April 23rd. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.